Happy Tuesday and thank you for joining us today. I hope your day is going well. So it was late at night and the way he did this was almost like out of a spy movie or like one of those double agents in like foreign governments. And so he walked out of this building with documents stuffed in his pockets. And when he got outside, he had to make sure that no one was looking, right? He had to make sure that no one was around. So he looked up and down the street. He looked both ways. And then he looked back behind him to make sure that no one saw exactly what he was doing because, because he had just walked out of this building. And so he looked toward another structure that was across the street to make sure to really, really hone in to make sure that he was covering his tracks. And there was a construction area, there was construction going on in a separate area. And so he walked over into that direction. It was like across the street. And when he got over there, he surpassed the security fence. And then he took those stuffed documents that he had buried in his pockets, those crumbled up papers, and he buried it under a construction trailer. After that, he went back into his building. He went back into that building like it was nothing. He just sat back down at his desk and it continued. He continued working. The night was still young. All of this had just happened. No one saw him. And so, I mean, obviously this is like some weird, like ostentatious, surreptitious story. Like what exactly is happening here? I mean, obviously this guy really didn't want to be caught and he was super secretive about the matter. He was super secretive about the action that he was partaking in. Why would you stuff your pocket with documents and then look around, even including looking back behind you, looking at another building, looking up and down both ways to make sure that no one sees what you're doing. And then once you've done all of that to cover your tracks, why would you bury those documents under a construction trailer? What exactly are you hiding? It wasn't until 2004 that all of this was uncovered. By 2005, this government official, Sandy Berger, a former official in the Clinton administration, was conv convicted of mishandling classified information and illegally removing them from the National Archives. This was reporting from CNN at the time. I will tell you, we are having some tech complications here on the Jeremiah Patterson Show, so excuse the audio. It is coming from my tablet and not the professional audio that we edit in, um, but here, here's that story. He took classified documents out and didn't just take out classified documents, but stuck them in the dirt under a construction trailer. I think that's probably the most outrageous. When Berger got the documents home, he cut three of them into small pieces and put them in the trash. Two days later, when he was confronted about the missing documents, he says he tried to find the trash collector, but had no luck. At first, Berger said he must have removed the documents accidentally or inadvertently. Iran came clean. If it had happened to them or anybody else, they would not have gotten away with this without having spent some serious time in jail. In a statement, Berger's lawyers say that he considers this matter closed and is pleased to have moved on. But the image wolf of a senior public servant stuffing papers under a trailer, well, that could stick with him for life. Quote, well, that can stick with him for life. So Mr. Berger here was obviously really trying to get out of the story, essentially indicating that, oh my gosh, this was inadvertent. This was perhaps accidental. Documents stolen from the U.S. government? Huh, I wonder how that happened. And so eventually, Cindy Berger, this high-level government official working at the National Archives at the time, former Clinton administration official, he eventually stopped saying that, oh, this was an honest mistake. He eventually did cop to what he did because this was 
indeed evidently intentional. This was a deliberate matter here. And so like, I mean, you, you don't just stuff a bunch of papers into your pocket and say, gee, ah, gee, how'd that get there? And so this was obviously deliberately coordinated and thoroughly planned because even his colleagues saw that he was doing this. One colleague said that Berger would stuff the papers down his pant legs. In 2005, he pled guilty to the charges against him. He was sentenced to two years of probation and community service. He surrendered his security clearance and was ordered to pay a $50,000 fine by a federal judge. This was the second time that something like this had happened since the Reagan administration. The second time that, you know, officials were scrutinized for destroying and removing classified documents. You know, cutting them up, burying them under construction trailers where they're not supposed to be. This isn't something that's taken lightly by the U.S. government. It's, it's a really big deal to mishandle classified information. I mean, that could lead to fines or even prison time. High officials in the United States government have taken stuff their pockets with and even have destroyed classified documents before. But what happens when a U.S. president does that? What happens when a U.S. president does that intentionally? Well, I mean, there is no historical precedent for that. There is no criminal penalty for a president who does such a thing. When former President Donald Trump was found to have taken and stored classified documents at Mar-a-Lago and not turned them in, even when in the summer the FBI visited him and said, hey, dude, we know you have documents. We need them back. The National Archives also needs them back. He's like, nah, I'll keep them. Then in August, the FBI raids his home. The search warrant was literally approved. It took them getting a search warrant approved to retrieve the rest of the boxes. That was completely unprecedented and violated the Presidential Records Act, something that was signed into law by President Jimmy Carter back in the 70s. But I mean, you see the trail here. You see the historical precedent, the historical footing here. For someone to steal presidential, excuse me, for someone to steal classified documents or to destroy classified documents, to cut them up into little tiny pieces or bury them under construction trailers, for someone to do such a thing, it is a very, very serious matter in the United States. Something that people have gone to prison for. Something that people have had to pay hefty fines like $50,000 for. It is something that is very, very seriously and is not taken lightly as a joke by the U.S. government. This was the front page of the New York Times on Friday, August 12th last year. Quote, Garland pushing to show warrant for Trump search, defending FBI's retrieval of documents after a subpoena months ago. Attorney General Merrick Garland moved on Thursday to make public the legal authorization for the FBI search of former President Donald J. Trump's home in Florida and said he had personally approved the search after the failure of less intrusive attempts to retrieve documents taken from the White House by Mr. Trump. In a clip two-minute statement to reporters at the Justice Department headquarters, Mr. Garland said he decided to break his silence and make a public statement because Mr. Trump had disclosed the action himself. The Attorney General also cited the surrounding circumstances of the case and subsequent substantial public interest in the matter, end quote. Of course, there would definitely be, you know, substantial public interest in the matter because a former president literally having a search warrant approved on his private home, aka slash golf club, to retrieve those documents, literally unprecedented in history and presidential history as well. That is a matter that is still actively under federal investigation. 
the president of the United States, the former president of the United States, taking documents with him to Mar-a-Lago in Palm Beach, Florida. When asked to return such documents, he acted like he didn't know. Flat out refusing, being reluctant to return those documents, and then it took a search warrant for those documents to be retrieved by the FBI and also to the National Archives. That was in August. It's a matter that's still under investigation. Last week, we learned um, that when Joe Biden was vice president, apparently um, documents were taken home. Uh, Apparently, it appears to have been inadvertent. Um, As far as we know, it's around maybe 20 documents at this point. Um, We're unclear. Hold on. It's about, apologies here. Okay, yes, it's about 20 documents. Um, this was during the Obama-Biden administration. This was after his his term as vice president had concluded. Um, this is here from the New York Times, quote, the revelation came as the White House defended its public statements about the extent of the documents that remained in Biden's possession. Quote, five more pages contained classified information were found at President Biden's Delaware home on Thursday, the White House said on Saturday, bringing the tally to six such pages uncovered this week. The additional pages, a person with directed knowledge of the matter said, were discovered hours after a White House statement on Thursday morning cited that only one that Mr. Biden's aides had discovered the night before in a storage area adjacent to the garage of President's home in Wilmington. This matter is also currently under investigation with um, the Attorney General of the United States, um, Merrick Garland, appointing a special counsel in the matter. But when it comes to President Trump and President Biden here, it is clear that there are two very different... Is dichotomy a good word? I guess there are two different parallels here. It's not necessarily a, a a parallel story. It's almost like the antithesis of what exactly has happened here. Donald Trump refused to turn in those documents. He refused to give those documents back to the FBI, back to the National Archives. When documents were found to have been at Mar-a-Lago, Trump's team did not alert Mar-a-Lago. I mean, excuse me, they did not alert the National Archives or the FBI. The FBI had to talk to them. They had to say, hey, guys, we're missing these documents. We need you to give them back. We need we need to take them back into our possession. It is possession of the federal government. And so with Trump's, with Biden's case, President Biden appears, his team, this was discovered last year, his team did report this. His team did report this to the Federal Bureau of Investigation. They did report this once those documents were found. According to recent reports, multiple Biden aides have been interviewed by federal law enforcement in this classified document review. Republicans here in the House of Representatives, of course, now they control the House, they are citing a double standard and... um, you know, launching inquiries into the matter. Uh, this is from Zeeshan Alam. He's an MSNBC uh, colonist. He writes here, quote, This week we've learned that President Joe Biden inappropriately hung on to classified government documents after his time as vice president in the Obama administration. Based on what we know so far, Biden's 
In, a, in propriety, it looks significantly less troubling and legally consequential than former President Donald Trump's storage of classified documents at Mar-a-Lago, but it's still political gift from the heavens for Republicans. Trump and GOP lawmakers are already using the news to slam Democrats as hypocrites, and they are eager to use it to paint Biden as corrupt in the run-up to 2024. The reality is, it's not going to be easy for Biden to dig his way out of this situation by saying his mishandling of documents was less severe than Trump's. When this began, the president of the United States, Joe Biden, he said that this was, he was surprised by these discoveries um, and that this was definitely inadvertently misplaced. The Biden administration um, said that they are also cooperating with the Justice Department. They are cooperating with Maine Justice on this matter. And um, the National Archives apparently was not even looking for these documents, um, nevertheless, but they were informed that these documents were missing by Biden's team. As I aforementioned on Thursday, Attorney General Merrick Garland, he did appoint a special counsel to investigate this matter. And right now, the problems for the president is not more so legal, it's more so political. Because Republicans are using this as like ammunition, as like a political football, a political gotcha. They're using this to literally get back. And with their new unrelenting power as the new majority in the House of Representatives, we can expect that, you know, it's, it, it's going to be full-fledged. Something similar to like Hillary Clinton's emails this is reporting from NBC News, quote, Republicans have seized on news that classified documents were found at an office used by Biden after he left office as vice president, arguing that the revelation shows the FBI unfairly targeted former President Donald Trump when it raided his Mar-a-Lago home to retrieve classified documents. The differences between the two cases are significant, but even Democrats acknowledge the issue will give the new GOP-controlled House a fresh line of attack against the White House and may help Trump neutralize or counteract one of the most potent charges against him. End quote. So this is something that we are definitely going to be keeping an eye on here on the Jeremiah Patterson Show, as of course this will launch investigations in the House of Representatives, as this will launch inquiries. Speaking of the House and supposed unfair political treatment, um, they are going to be launching a, well, a committee has already been launched to investigate the government. This is something similar to like the church committee that took place back in the 1970s. The difference between this is, is that the church committee in the 1970s was actually a serious committee devoted to uncovering like government secrets or like government things you're not supposed to be doing in high agencies like the CIA and the FBI. That's what the church committee did, actual serious work to uncover the truths for Americans. Now, Jim Jordan is supposed to be the new chairman of this committee, which has already been formed. And this is a new subcommittee in Congress. House Republicans are in control. And this is nothing like a church committee that they're equating it to. This does not equate to the 1970s very, very serious, stern, let's get the truth out to Americans church committee. This is something completely different. This is let's go attack the FBI. Let's go attack the CIA. Hey, let's go attack every single agency, every single person, 
every let's dig into every single investigation that harms us. That's what they're doing here. They are planning to have oversight. They are claiming to have oversight into ongoing investigations conducted by DOJ and other high-level agencies. That's very dangerous because what type of investigations are happening right now? The investigations into January 6th. The investigations into the Mar-a-Lago document case. Other, other very, very high-profile investigations regarding former President Donald Trump and potential impropriety and potential, you know, criminal, criminal implication in the matters where some of those members of Congress themselves are under investigation, where some of those members of Congress themselves have had their personal electronics seized. And now they're in Congress and they're being put on these committees investigating the people that are investigating them. How is that going to play out? How is that going to play out? Let's investigate the people that are investigating us. Let's go after them. And we're going to disguise this as a committee to un to to unravel the truth for Americans because we are so patriotic. We are so so staunch liberties of democracy and the free press and truth. Let's uncover all this corruption that's happening. Let's investigate the people that are investigating us. How is that going to play out? It is something that has happened before in American history. It is something that has happened, you know, I mean, it's all sort of like all but forgotten history, but we're going to be covering that um, on the Jeremiah Patterson show in upcoming days. It is going to be a special report. It is going to be a treat. It is something that you should definitely look forward to. Mark your calendars. We'll be right back. I love my new home. I always wanted a house with historic architecture, but it might be too Victorian. Hey, gosh, interesting hemline on those pants. Yes, I do believe they're called pants. Pardon me. No, pardon me. At least Geico makes bundling my home and car insurance easy. I save so much. I have come to call upon Just text me. Ah. While I'm heading up. <gasps> it's a ghost. For bundling made easy, go to geico.com. It's called self-care. Welcome back. So that special that I alluded to um, in our opening segment is probably going to be set to be released um, somewhere later around this week, probably Thursday or Friday or even Sunday as like a little special. Um, probably Sunday is most likely um, when that comes out. But on Thursday, January 19th of this week, um, it'll be the debut of my new podcast called A Butterfly in the Making. And I just wanted to tell all of you about that. It's a podcast. It's sort of like an introspection, but it's also, um, you know, like little tiny stories about me, but also motivation and inspiration, advice, nostalgia, and laughter, advice. I already said that. <laughs> Goodness. Um, lots of other things in there. We're going to have guests on the podcast as well. It's a very enlightening podcast. And if you're looking for something hopeful, for something positive and, and empowering in 2023, this is a podcast that you definitely will not disappoint. 
Um, thank you for being with us on this episode of the Jeremiah Patterson Show. This is just a little episode that I needed to get out. Something that I needed to get off my chest. Something that I needed to say. So I wanted to get this script out of there and get this episode produced, written, and published. And so thank you all for listening. Have a great day. Remember to stay positive and inspired. Soar in greatness and make it happen.